This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast here with Texas high school football legend, Jim Streety. How are you doing, Coach Streety? Great. Man. A lot better now that I'm around you. <laughs> I love it, man. I appreciate <laughs> you so much. I tell you what, it's a little bit uh, funny, and I want to talk about numbers because I'm a people person, but I also love some numbers. So I want to throw some numbers out real quick. I've got them memorized, but I've also got them down just so I don't get it wrong. 343. 343. I know you know what that means, but maybe not everybody who's watching or listening knows. 343, that's career victories in Texas high school football. Uh, those are all in the largest classification, right? Uh, no, five, no, there for a while. Uh, or, when we were first in New Braunfels, we were in the second classification. Okay, yeah. okay. All so right. all of the, you know, the last, I don't know, twenty five years or whatever it was. Yeah, were, yeah, yeah. In six A, five A, and six. Right, right. Which is yeah, six A. So all right, thirty nine straight years without a losing season. Incredible. 27 playoff teams during that time, a whole list of honors and uh, more. But I want to just get one thing straight. I mean, I believe that when you retired, you were the fourth winningest coach in the history of Texas high school football. That is. That's that's, that's amazing. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but it did. <laughs> you just, you just got to outlast them, you know? You just got to you got to keep coming to work every morning. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right, so I want to check my fact on one thing. I do believe, though, that as far as the largest classifications, I mean, you're the winningest coach in yes, Texas. Uh, that's what they say. That's what they say. Yeah. I mean, the winningest coach in the largest classifications. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. What an achievement. Yeah, and, and again – I think it, a lot of it just has to do with uh, longevity uh, because uh, there's a lot of great guys out there that didn't coach as long as I did. So uh, we'll, we'll put it like that. We'll put it like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, anyway, we got a real uh, living legend. And the thing is, when you retired from coaching football, you talked about longevity. Yeah. I mean, you became the athletic director at New Braunfels. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you've been doing that since 2014? Right. Seven uh, seven years now. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of yeah. people, when they were done with coaching, might yeah. have said, okay, you know, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna hit the golf course or yeah. the lake or whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, I, you know, when I, when I, uh, when I started this, I, the, the superintendent, uh, that, that hired me, uh, I thought maybe I, maybe I can do that. He said, well, 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 how much juice you got left, coach? And I said, well, I, I got some juice. I'm not sure how long I'm going to want to do this. I was thinking about five years. And, uh, then, uh, you know, lo and behold, we look up and every, every year when I, I'd go in and see him and he'd say, coach, you're doing okay. You're going to be back. I said, I said, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. He said, you can't leave until I leave now. You can't leave until I get ready to leave. <laughs> so we go on and on. Well, lo and behold, about five months ago, he retired. Oh and, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gone and I'm still there. I kept telling you, you can't, you can't retire. You can't leave. Wow. Oh. Man, how so, how long do you see? You, oh, I, I mean, you you got juice for days. Yeah, you yeah, got juice I for know. years. Uh, as long as I'm enjoying it, which I am, and as long as my health 
remains uh, good, uh, which it is. Uh, and uh, the, the bottom line is, am I making any difference? You know, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I want to be making a difference. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, obviously not coaching kids, but I'm coaching coaches. Exactly. And they, they need some coaching every now and then yeah. as well. So, yeah. and I'm, I'm enjoying that. So we'll see. You yeah. Know. It does seem so different. I mean, coaching kids with coaching coaches. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you enjoy about coaching these coaches? What do you what's that look like? Well, I, I try uh, I try to just make sure they know that that I, I'm available. Yeah. Uh, when they have uh, something that that uh, they they want to talk about, I, I try I try to uh, I try to be visible. Uh, we've got oh I guess about fifty five fifty six staff members. In, in our high school wow. and ninth grade center and middle school. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I look at it at a different perspective, obviously, because it's not all, it's not all football, which I was about for a long time. And, uh, I, I, I give equal, uh, attention to all the sports, uh, the girls sports. And, yeah. uh, uh, I see it from a little different perspective now. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm so dang much older than all of them. You know, they, they, <laughs> they don't have any problem asking me what I think about something. <laughs> That's great. You've got another high school coming too. So you got yeah. more coaches to hire. And- yeah. We're, we're in the very beginning stages of opening our second high school in our, our school district. And, uh, there's, there's going to be a lot of hurdles there. I can't uh, imagine. To, to overcome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hiring staff, uh, a lot more staff. Okay. Uh, obviously. Uh, but, uh, we've got to get some facilities built before then. We've got a, I'm, I'm on our, uh, district bond committee, which we're in the planning stages for a huge bond right now. Okay. And, uh, which will give us those facilities for the new school and we'll get that thing opened up and, uh, keep moving yeah well you've been doing a great job i mean you've done so much even i've been out in new braunfels for three years and the first time i think i got to see you out in new braunfels since i moved out there we we're standing on a middle school uh football field which was field turf and for me i mean uh, that was the first middle school yeah. field turf i'd seen <laughs> i was like okay i see yeah. how coach street he's doing things <laughs> yeah we got we got uh real lucky on that and was able to partner with the city of new braunfels uh, who was in need of, uh, uh, youth sports facilities. Yeah. And, you know, we, we had a field and we had bleachers and we had parking and we had a restroom, but we only used it basically during football season because the field would take the rest of the year to recover and get ready for the right. next year. And, and, uh, somebody made the mistake of saying, well, how, how can we partner with you guys and use these fields? And I said, put artificial turf and lights up and, <laughs> Lo and behold, that's great. We man. got it at both of our middle schools, and yeah, that's and awesome. It's it's a, it's a it's a slam dunk. I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, because as you probably know, uh, property around New Braunfels is quite expensive these days. It is, yeah. And the city didn't have to go look for any property, and right, and uh, it's it's been great. It's been a great. They they have those facilities when we're not using them, which is. Nights and weekends. Right, right. Man, that just, that just seems like a win-win. Oh, yeah. Seems like you're yeah. all about a win-win. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not just about you. It's yeah. about how it's going to help yeah. other people and, and everything. And we were able to obviously renovate our stadium and uh, renovate our baseball stadium. and Both uh, of them are looking uh, great, uh, do, too. Do some other – got our, our uh, big uh, video board, Jumbotron, up there, which is 
now a money maker because really? it's paid for with all the advertising that we've had. And oh my gosh! So it's, uh, it generates some money uh, as Man, well. So, that's great. you know that's you know those those things are are. Uh, they're a lot of fun to look back and see, man, we, we got that done. You You've know? got a lot done, that natatorium. And we're going to talk about coaching yeah. and all that. That natatorium is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, uh, man, that's another win-win. Yeah, the district uh, school district partnered with the city on that as yeah. well. And yeah. Another slam dunk. I mean, yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. Man, what's next? <laughs> what's next? We are, we are actually, uh, we're actually moving into a brand new middle school this fall. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, that will transition what is now New Braunfels Middle School over on the east side of town. That will be transformed into the second high school. Yeah. And yeah. it looks beautiful every yeah. once in a while I drive by yeah. it. It looks yeah. incredible out yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Pretty neat. All right, man. Is that is that going to be different? I mean, to have two New Braunfels yeah. SD, that's going to be a yeah. Challenge. It is. It, it really is, and uh, it changes the dynamics of, of a school district when yeah. you get your second high school. And but that's what our community wants, and we're going to okay. be big enough as the way New Braunfels is growing. Right. Uh, it will be big enough to support. Okay. How are we going to have a nickname as cool as the unicorns? That's going to be know. tough. I don't know about all that. You know, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking, you know, the, the they've already named it. It's going to be Long Creek High School. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was thinking maybe the kayakers or the tubers or something. <laughs> oh, the tubers. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. And, I love you know, that. The logo on the side of the helmet being a, a pool with, you know. I uh, love so. it. I, I love it, man. Anyway. It's going to be tough. I mean, but if you came up with that, man, I'll tell you what, we'd sell some merchandise. It'd be like those minor, minor league baseball teams, how they come up with all those crazy cool things. The tubers. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, I do want to talk coaching because, um, man, you have had an incredible year and you continue this incredible year as an athletic director making a difference in people's lives. But again, 343 career victories. My goodness, this is Texas. Football matters in Texas, and winning matters, and making a difference in people's lives uh, matters a lot. But, man, I'll tell you what, if you're not winning games, it's hard to make a difference in people's lives because they'll find somebody else. Yeah, it's hard to keep a job. It's hard to keep a job, <laughs> right? So, uh, man, I I hate to sort of go way back, but I don't remember how you even decided that coaching was something that you wanted to do. Did you feel some sort of calling? Or oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I I grew up in a small town. Smiley. And, yeah, in the small towns, you yeah. Know, everybody, if you if you play sports, you just play everything. Yeah. And uh, but I uh, I grew up loving uh, sports, and I, you know, I idolized my coaches, and uh, I I, th- I think it started way back then. And of course, uh, I, I went off to went off to school though, and and to college, and was an accounting major. You uh, were an accounting major. I was an accounting major because I, I was, I was, I was good in math. Yeah. And you know, back then, and I'm, uh, you take these, uh, aptitude tests, you know, and whatever <laughs> you score well on, well, that's your career. So I guess I did good on this, on the math part of an aptitude <laughs> test. And, and the counselor said, man, you'd be an accountant. And I said, heck yeah. And anyway, wow. so I'm a, I'm an accounting major for three, no three semesters and, and did well. But my goodness, I looked up one day and I said, I can't do this. I don't. And I, 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 I knew I wanted to be an education major. I knew I wanted to be a coach. Wow. So I flipped after three semesters to education and, and, uh, man, yeah. 
Praise God you figured it out then. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. could have got into accounting. Yeah. You could have been eight oh, years yeah. making money, being successful, but yeah. not having a lot of yeah. fun. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, uh, and, and of course, I, you know, I just, I got lucky and, uh, <laughs> married, married, married Janie and All right. she became a teacher and, you know, we got the jobs that we needed to get and yeah. uh, just were blessed. Tell, tell me a little bit of background. I want to talk about a lot of coaching, but about Janie and you. Uh, uh-huh. Because Janie, I haven't seen her in several years, but I remember at the Madison games, uh, she's just great. Yeah. And just, uh, you know, talking to her up in the stands. And I, I'm laughing partially today because when I introduce you as Jim Streety, I've known you since 1994. I don't think I've ever used your first name in any context. <laughs> if I'm talking about somebody, oh, I saw Coach Streety uh, or Streety. And even Janie, yeah. your wife, uh, you know, when I'm talking to her and she'll be like, oh, Streety, he's doing this or he's doing yeah. that. I've never actually heard anybody call you Jim. They probably do when they give you all these awards and Hall of Fames. They probably say your full name. But uh, tell me a little bit about you and Janie, if you don't mind. Well, uh, actually, uh, she grew up uh, – she went to Nixon oh, High School. Okay. We didn't know any, each other in high school because I'm, I'm a little bit more mature age-wise than Janie. <laughs> And uh, so I was already in college at Southwest Texas and before we started uh, hooking up. And then uh, she ended up uh, in college there. And, uh, I, you know, I graduated about three years uh, while she – ahead of her. So yeah. she was still in college. Okay. And I was very fortunate to be a GA there at Southwest Texas oh, for okay. a year. Okay. And then I was lucky to get a, a junior high coaching job in San Marcos, Texas. Really? And she – was able to finish school and because yeah. uh, we were very concerned about that. But she was able to finish and became a teacher. And the next thing we know, uh, uh, we end up in New Braunfels. I'm, I'm, I get me a JV coaching job in oh New Braunfels. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, you know, we get – we get lucky there, and I get to be uh, named the head coach in New Braunfels. Well, how does that happen? 1970 is when you go to New Braunfels right. High School. You're doing assistant football, basketball, and track. Right. Four years later, that makes you a young, young coach. Barely 30 years old. Yeah. I had just turned 30 years old when okay. I became the head coach. 19, I mean, how do you get I, – I mean, really, I can't remember a head coach – of a big school like yeah. that young. How did that happen? How did that fall it happened right? Very easily because that was a sorry job. <laughs> 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 we were not, we were not very good. <laughs> and, and, you know, they weren't beating the doors down to be the head coach at New Braunfels High School. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, they, they, but they, I know there were some other people that applied for the job anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know I mean, it wasn't just I, I, one. I think so. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I, they gave me the job, and 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 lo and behold, I uh, I I hired some young guys that were basically that I had mostly known from college that had gotten into coaching as well, and that and, and I'm not saying we had any idea of what we were doing but we 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 loved each other and we loved those kids and the kids knew it and as a result of that 
they played hard and, mm. and we, we had a pretty good run of kids and we started winning and, wow. and then winning begets, winning begets, winning, yeah. you know how yeah. that works. And even if they're not very good, they think they're supposed to win. And right. sometimes, sometimes it works that way. That's right. But anyway, we kind of got things rolling there. And, uh, Man, that's pretty incredible at 30 years old. I mean, hiring these other young coaches, right. it sounds like. <laughs> and, uh, it's interesting to me. It's not surprising because I've, I've watched you coach. I've seen you coach, um, over many years and it's always very obvious that you love your coaches and you love your kids. Right. And they feel loved. Um, and I feel like that would be hard for some coaches to communicate. How did you guys do that? I mean, that's that's a unique gift, yeah, coach. I, you know, I, I I think I think that probably came from God. You know, yeah. I, that's just that was that was me. And and most of those guys that I hired, I'm still we're still very close. Our yeah. families are are very close. Yeah. And uh, all of those guys that we were praying for early. Yes. On there, our our families grew up together, mm. and that that was that. This is us. That's just you know. Yeah. That's the way we were, and and that that core of that coaching staff stayed together quite a while, and then most of them ended up going on and becoming head coaches and that sort of thing. So. That's what I want to see. <laughs> I that's the third part of your bio. I want to see. I want to see the streety coaching tree yeah. sometime. I want somebody to put together a graphic. <laughs> I would really like yeah. to see that. I don't know who we got to get on that. Uh, but there, there is that there, we have so, that. somewhere. Okay, okay. <laughs> because I, I, I have filled it out. It's online. Okay, somewhere. Okay, and uh, it's it's pretty neat. Not just not just mine, but other people yeah. as well. Okay. Uh, oh I, man, I can't, I, I can't recall exactly where it is right now. Okay, but there's there's a. There is a website online okay. that oh, has uh, coaches treats. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, that's yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I wanna I wanna stay there just for a minute. So, 1976. This is great. New Braunfels Unicorns. They made their first playoff appearance, not in three years. I mean, not in. You said it was a sorry <laughs> job. Not in eight years. That'd be a long playoff drought. <laughs> eight years. Not in the playoffs. How about 15 years? 15 years, you just stopped playing football, I think. Yeah, that's about what they did, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 25 years. Yeah. 25 years. I got to say that again. People aren't going to believe me. In 1976, New Braunfels made their first playoff appearance in 25 years and followed that with 10 playoff teams in 17 years. And that was – a I don't no disrespect to today. I love how today is, but it was a lot harder to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, back then. Yeah, yeah. It's either one or two teams. Right. Uh, I can't remember what year. Yeah. That. For a while, it was just one, and and I think in about '78 they started taking two. And yeah. And, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. We had a couple of pretty good teams that didn't make it, but yeah. Anyway. Wow. All right. So 25 years. So you were just, uh, I, I, I don't even know how to ask the question. I mean, you guys love those kids and, uh, then you got some, eventually some kids that came yeah. in and, and you just started winning. Yeah. Man, what, the secret sauce is love. <laughs> the secret sauce is love. And, 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 and guys that can run fast and jump high, you know, <laughs> and, it, it, it might be easier to love those guys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's true. Yeah, but our staff, we, you know, I used to tell our guys, and I still do, the the best team on campus needs to be the coaching team, mm, and yeah. and kids 
feed off of that. Yeah. They, they, they can see that. They can, when they walk by that coach's office and they see guys in there, uh, respecting each other. Yeah. And having fun. Yeah. Well, they're going to go in that locker room and respect each other and have That's fun. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you find, well, so those first crop of coaches were just guys you, you loved and, and knew. Guys I, guys I knew from college because, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I was, I didn't know, I mean, who, what experienced coach was going to come work for me in New Braunfels when, when, when the job wasn't any good and I was a first time head coach, you know, yeah. I, who had no idea what he was doing. I mean, who's going to come, who's going to come there except my buddies. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so so they did. Were and, there uh, were there any times early on that it was kind of discouraging? I mean, uh, it only took you a couple years yeah. after twenty five yeah. years, yeah, of no playoffs for yeah. the Bronfels. Yeah, we had that that first year. I think we went four and six, and then uh, I think maybe the second year we 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 were pretty good, but yeah. but we went five and five, and then the third year we were quarterfinalists and and all My that. Gosh. Uh, but uh, and and then after that, it, it, it I, we, I can't say we were ever discouraged. We, 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 weren't, okay. we weren't smart enough to get <laughs> discouraged, you know. We we didn't. You know. Yeah, that's great. Okay, yeah. all right. I want to make sure. Can you stay a little bit longer than I told you before? Because I said we go twenty five minutes. I'm already at twenty. Can you hang around? Oh my around gosh! A little bit? Yeah. Okay. Can you hang around yeah. a little bit? Maybe. Yeah. You got oh, a yeah. lunch appointment yeah. down here in yeah. San Antonio. I do, but okay. It, it's I got time. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so New Braunfels, um, in 1991, you go to Madison. Tell me, tell us a little bit about that had to be a hard decision. Your record here at New Braunfels, I've got is 149, 149 wins, 45 losses, two ties. Mm -hmm. Now, 1991, what was it about Madison? Now I was, I was around in San Antonio until 94. That's when I came here. So I don't know what the landscape was like. So what was it like for you making uh, that move? Well, uh, you know, I had been, obviously at that point I had been in, uh, New Braunfels for 21 years, 17 okay. years head coach, four years an assistant. Yeah. I so see. I was in my late forties and you know, guys, when they get in their late forties, they start thinking, you know what, you know, maybe I need a change. Maybe I need to do something different. Yeah. Uh, am I going to stay here and do this forever? Which I, I didn't think I would. Yeah. So, and along about that time, uh, the Madison job came open and I, Jerry Kamalander and I had become friends through, through working with the coach association uh, okay. uh, together at, at that, at that time I was just finishing up being president of the coaches association. And, uh, anyway, uh, Jerry and I, and, and lo and behold, we're, we're, I'm at an AD conference yeah. and Jerry's the AD at here in, at, at Northeast and, uh, the next thing I know, we we're having a conversation about the Madison job, and I had not given that any thought. And and you know, Coach Kamalander, he, he says, uh, "Jim, let's step over here and talk a little bit." So we went in a little meeting room and sat down. And you know, he said, "You know, you think you might be interested?" And I said, "Well, you know, maybe so. We'll see." So wow. anyway, the next thing I and I I didn't think I would ever. I mean, we were very happy there, right, sure. successful. My right. family was happy, and uh, but the next thing I know, you know, I'm I'm going to Madison, and I'm wow. really fired up. I'm excited. I'm bringing some guys with me. You got to bring some guys. Got to bring some guys with me, and uh, 
and uh, and and Madison was a bigger school uh, yeah. than New Braunfels. We were we were all five A, but they were a bigger five A. Yeah. Than uh, uh, and 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 Madison was relatively new then. Ma- yeah. Madison was on pretty much the outskirts Crazy. Of, right. of San Antonio at that time. Right. Uh, in fact, the the very north. Part of our campus was was open fields out there where all those yeah. subdivisions are. Now. Right. So uh, to the north and to the west, it was bare land. So uh, anyway, uh, I brought some guys with me, and and you know we just hit it off. That first year we were in the quarterfinals. My and gosh. The next year we were in the quarterfinals, and wow. Uh, and a short twenty three years later, I was still there. <laughs> <laughs> So, That's great. Twenty three yeah. years, seventeen more playoff teams, including yeah. ten quarter finalists, yeah. three semifinalists, and uh, just incredible. All right, I know people. Uh, greatest memories come from the lasting relationships established right. with players and fellow coaches. Right. Man, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna ask you some sort of just what comes to the top of your head. For some of those memories, I know some of them are heartbreaking, and yeah. um, I know that that's a part of your story. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, just uh, you, you know, you can't not mention uh, Jacob Gutierrez. Uh, I was wondering. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, y'all got y'all got that OU connection. I know, but hey, hey we got that OU connection, yeah. but we got that Madison yeah. Maverick connection. <laughs> I mean, all you you say, Jacob Gutierrez, yeah. and the highlight reel in my head does not start with OU. It starts with uh, Jacob Gutierrez carrying some Rough Riders down uh-huh. the football field at Commonlander Stadium. So yeah. it's the Madison highlights that come for me. Yeah, and and uh, uh, and you know I'm just reluctant to mention names, but well, but Jacob really established himself as not only a good player; he was such a tremendous leader, a, yeah. a tremendous young man, uh, and such an influence on. His teammates, yeah, uh, and and, and you, you got to mention a guy like that. Uh, uh, all of the all of the green boys that played for us, yeah, uh, and just just you know great athletes. Uh, and then uh, the the David Edwards story, which yeah. which was was you know just heartbreaking. But uh, though those are uh, the the. Overtime game against Missing Valley in the Alamo. Oh game. my gosh. Uh, you oh know, gosh, games, yeah. games like that, the semifinal games, yeah. uh, the, the, the huge, uh, playoff games in the Rio Grande Valley, uh, yeah. against the, the West Lacos, the Harlingens. Yeah. Uh, the, those, those, uh, great memories of those, those kind of things. Yeah. Well, tell me, um, and I know, and I said off air, I wasn't going to ask you a favorite this or favorite that, because you're going to, if you talk about something in terms of favorite, you're leaving off 30 yeah. other favorites or a right. hundred other favorites. Um, uh, but it, so I was just curious what would pop in your mind. And those, those are really good. Talk to me about your faith. You mentioned just faith yeah. and how that has informed you as a coach and now athletic director. How's that work? Well, um, you know, again, it's the people that have come in your life, yeah. starting with my parents, and okay. uh, and and you know we grew we grew up uh, we grew up in a in a Christian home, going to church every time the doors open. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, so, so that, the way you say that makes me think you didn't always enjoy that coach street. <laughs> well, well, you know, the, those revivals in the middle of July with no air conditioning when we went every night, 
uh, <laughs> including Saturday, uh, I, you know, but, uh, you know, then people start influencing you. Uh, we had uh, a great influence in college. Uh, uh, our, our Janie and I started going to church together when we were going to, uh, when we were planning to get married, uh, uh, Reverend Paul Powell, who was a, a pastor of the First Baptist Church there in San Marcos, wow. a, a great influence on us. And, yeah. and then we come to New Braunfels and, uh, uh, Bill Arnold, uh, I'm there. The second day I'm there, he's knocking on my door and he's the pastor of the First Baptist Church in New Braunfels. And, uh, he made it very clear that if I was going to, he had three kids that played football, three boys. And if I was going to coach those boys, that I was going to be coming to his church. <laughs> So, uh, wow. we had a great experience oh there. And then, uh, later on at Oakwood with Ray Steele. Yeah. And, uh, the people, people like that who've just been a great influence as well as, as, as well as many others, uh, yeah. uh, have, have just, uh, uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Right. Which Coach Fredenberg and I started in New Braunfels in the early 70s. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, and now, uh, uh, the coaches, coaches outreach, outreach. Uh, uh, Bible study, yeah. uh, w- which we've been, we started at Madison and are doing that at New Braunfels. So, yeah. you know, you just, you get connected and, uh, that's who you are. Yeah. Well, coaches outreach, I mean, you're, man, talk about your leadership. Uh, when coaches outreach, they started in Dallas mm-hmm. and when they were looking to start expanding, I mean, they called you in San Antonio because I remember yeah. we had a conversation. And, uh, man, and they, they came to the right place. And yeah. now there's coaches outreach. I mean, all over, you know, San right. Antonio, uh, New Braunfels, all over Texas, all over. But man, they, they knew the right place to start was yeah. with you for sure. Um, let me ask you this. Let's say there's a young coach now. Uh, what kind of advice as a Christian would you give that? Let's say they're a Christian and they want to continue to have their Christian values. What kind of advice would you give to that young coach today? Uh, be who you are. Don't, who you don't, are. don't, don't try to fake anything. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm actually mentoring a young coach in the Rio Grande Valley now. The coaches association has this, uh, has started this mentoring, uh, program oh, called cool. Rock Mentoring Program. Okay. And we're just getting started and I'm mentoring this young guy in the Rio Grande Valley who, as it turns out, he's a, he's a Christian guy, young Good. guy. Yeah. And, uh, uh, we've talked about some of these very same things. I mean, and I have gotten him, uh, introduced to the FCA, uh, leader in the Valley, as well as the coaches outreach contact yeah, down there. And he's, yeah. he's, he's trying to get all that going at, at his school. Man, that and is so, awesome. You know, that's, it's, it's just, be who you are and you'll, you'll be blessed for that. Yeah. All right. You've seen coaching change over the years a lot. You've probably seen parenting change a lot over the years. I'm going to say if somebody's listening today, maybe they're going off to college and they've had a coach almost, you know, that they respected and appreciated and they're thinking about, man, maybe I should become a coach. Uh, what would you tell them? What kind of advice, whether they're Christian or not, what kind yeah. of advice would you give them? I mean, it's a hard profession. Yes, it is. And I, I, I had a, a guy in my office uh, talking to me about that uh, just the other day. I think the, 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 the key is, is to learn how to balance your, your, your time. Okay. Uh, if, if that's what you're going to do, uh, particularly, uh, when you decide to get married and have a family, that balancing the time between, uh, 
85 hours a week yeah. coaching and what time you have for your family uh, becomes huge. And it helps if you can find a young lady that will buy into that schedule. <laughs> <laughs> that does how did you convince JD? <laughs> uh, she she just let it go. You know, she she's fine with it. She she supported me uh, right tremendously. Clearly. But you know, she was a school teacher yeah. and she had her thing too. I mean, yeah. she had okay. her she had her job to do as well. Right. Yeah. And uh uh we'd meet in the middle or maybe a little bit past the middle on my side. But <laughs> How do you seriously with 85 hours? And I, I, you know, we talked about I'm in three coaches Bible studies right now. These guys and, and women, they're they're working so hard. Yeah. They're working yeah. hours and hours um, to get the job done, to get it done right, mm-hmm. and because they see it as a really as a ministry, right? An investment in other coaches and in kids. Um, and these these coaches are tremendous. Um, how, how did you find a little bit of that balance, especially during football season when uh-huh. you guys are, Yeah, I mean, it's seven days a week, literally. Right. Yeah. And, and that's where the, the 85 hours is football coaches during season. That's seven days a week. It's, yeah. it's about 85, 90 hours generally. Uh, I, I, I just, and, and I'm not saying that I, I don't think I did a very good job of that, uh, early on. Okay. Uh, because I think I, I went a little bit overboard with, with the work part of it. And, uh, but as, as you, as you grow and uh, as you mature and, and all, you, you, you figure out that, that do your work when it's time to work. And when you, when, when it's, when you're done, go home and enjoy your family and, yeah. and serve them. Yeah. And I, I think I did a little bit better job of that later on. I'm not sure, not so sure early because you learn you know, though at some point. Yeah, a lot yeah. of guys don't learn. Now, and that's, like. and that's, you know, honestly, that's where some of them have real problems either at work or at home. You right. Know? So like they say, if, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. You <laughs> right. Know? And so, uh, uh, it, 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 it can cause problems problems yeah really can. yeah well obviously you did a whole bunch of things right because off camera when we were just praying before the show we're talking about your kids and the wonderful influence and job that they've done so i mean you know the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree they must <laughs> you must have been doing some things right <laughs> well they sure turned out great it yeah, sounds like so far they have so Very far. proud of them yeah um do you if you could take just uh you know you mentioned the david edwards story i know that's impacted you pretty greatly it's right. a most Emotional, but uh, for somebody who doesn't know the, some of the David Edwards story, is there yeah. anything you could share with us today? Well, uh, of course, you know, he played for us at Madison, and, and, and he happened to be a guy that I had gotten really close to. Uh, and uh, he had the, the tragic spinal cord injury in 2003 in a playoff game in Austin. And, of course, he became a, a uh Quadriplegic, yeah, immediately, yeah, and never recovered from that. And of course, his story went for oh over four years, I guess, in and out of Mm. facilities, and uh, just you know the. I think the best thing that came out of that, yeah, was me seeing the faith of his family. Really, me saying, "Man, if they if they can handle this." Yeah, I, I know I can, and I yeah. know I can be a better person because of this. And I and I was. I, I, I okay. that really 
Now, what has that been, uh, 18 years ago? Yeah. yeah. That, that really changed my perspective of a lot of things. And it's a, it's a long story. And, and, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, we, we built him a house, uh, I didn't there. remember that. Yeah. Okay. No, all the, 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 the Madison community yeah. built him a handicap accessible house wow. right out there in the same neighborhood where he was already living. Yeah. And we, uh, we started, uh, doing all of those things and establishing that scholarship. We had those fundraisers for him. And, uh, lo and behold, the, 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 the new, uh, athletic facility at Madison was named after him. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget, uh, that day when we dedicated that place and, and his, his family was there and he had the, the neatest, uh, grandparents. Uh, they were, they were, as I said, they were so strong in their faith. And as, as we were finishing up that day, I'll, I'll never forget his, his little grandmother coming up to me and, and, and giving me a hug and saying, Coach Tree, I will never forget the love you showed. My grandson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Man. Well, thank you. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, man. That look, that's, uh, I can't tell that story yeah, yeah. without getting emotional. Yeah, I know. Thanks for telling, telling that story. That's a beautiful story. And it's, it's, it's beautiful how their faith inspired you. And it did. Yeah. Yeah. Tremendously. You said it changed your perspective a yeah. little bit. What is, what well, does that mean? I think it, it made me, well, I know it made me so much more aware of, of, it's not all about winning, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. It's, it's not all about winning it. Yeah. It's what you are, uh, to others yeah. and, and how you can help others get through bad times, good times, whatever yeah. the times are, yeah. you know, and, and that was a bad time. That was a hard time. Right. But, uh, it, it, it really, yeah. It, it changed my outlook, Man. and it made me a better coach too. Yeah, made you a better coach, and it made coaching more fun for me because I went through that period there for a few months. I said, you know, I'm not sure I can do this anymore. Yeah, I, this, you know, yeah, I was devastated. Right, and uh, uh, you know, I, I got over that, and shoot, man, the last 18 years of my coaching were the, the best. Yeah, the best. And part of that was this new perspective yep. and just realizing you're loving these kids. Like yep. you're, I mean, those are really the big wins. Those are the wins we don't have yep. numbers for. Right. You know, we got 343 wins on the field. What we don't have is what I picture those lives that you've impacted because of your love and because of your example and because the coaches that you hired, the coaches that you worked with, the influence on these kids and they become dads and they yeah. be- become husbands and they become coaches and they become church people and church pastors and, yeah. And all those things. And, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't just me either. Right? No, no, that no. coaching no, no, staff, no. <laughs> you, you knew, you knew those guys I had out there with me and we, we went through that together. Yeah. Yeah. You sure did. Well, I also think, I think it's really beautiful how that family was an inspiration to you that you could see that they were going through that and have that faith. Yeah. And I also feel like, you know, I want to thank you also because uh, people look to you and uh, what you model and what your example of life as a coach and as a person who cares. Nobody can, you know, you nobody can say Coach Street doesn't care about his his kids as players, um, and that's that is just something for other coaches to emulate. And I just I just want to encourage somebody who's listening and thinking about coaching. Um, I love 
I love young people and I'm blessed to be around young people right now as a, a youth pastor. And that's a huge blessing, but also, man, to be a coach, you're around them. I mean, every day, the influence and opportunity yeah. to be in their lives and make a difference is just huge. And so if you're a coach that's listening, I want to just say thank you. Um, and thank, thank you for the lives that you're changing. It really is a ministry, especially when you understand that it's a ministry and it's life and love impact. Um, so I just want to ask uh, God's blessing on uh, on them, uh, those coaches and somebody that's considering coaching. So and a blessing on you um, and all those kids that you've impacted over the years and and your staff. And I, I get all that and your support staff and all all, all that. But uh, just thank you for being faithful to God's call and making such a difference. Coach Streety, really appreciate you. Thank so, you. Yeah. Anything you want to add? I know you're, you got, what time's your lunch at noon? We got to get you out of here. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. uh, <laughs> Anything you want to add? No, it's been great. I appreciate you. Man, I appreciate on. you coming yeah. and uh, just making such a difference. Thanks yeah. a lot. All right. I'm going to sign off by just reminding our people what uh, Coach Streety's talking about is understanding that hope that you have, the hope that the Edwards family had. Praise Praise God, because uh, we do go through garbage. We go through hard times, and when we go through hard times, there's different ways to respond, and one is just to run from God. One is to be angry at God. You can be angry at God, but, man, talk it out with God. Yell it out with God if you have to, but God's not going to give up on you. He's so patient. Even if you're listening and have run away from God because you're upset about something that went just terribly wrong, I want you to know that when you went through something terribly wrong, Jesus was weeping. He was crying with you right before he called Lazarus back to life. After three days, four days in the tomb, Lazarus was in the tomb. Jesus still wept right before he turned that into the biggest miracle besides his own resurrection. So if he can do that, if he can weep, if you're going through a hard time right now, he can weep with you right now, even though he knows the glory is coming, even though he knows the victory is coming, even though he knows the good thing is coming that you can't see right now, he sees it. And yet he's such a compassionate God that he can weep with you during this. So he's with you. I want you to feel his presence. And I want you to know that. So um, I want to remind you that that's a great hope that we have. It's a hope that we're going to see David Edwards again in the presence of God. And we're going to play. I'm not going to play football with him. Uh, he's too good. But, you know, some of y'all are going to play football with him. We're going to have a grand old party, a grand old time. I don't want you to miss it. So we're talking about faith in Jesus. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Um, it's a great hope we have, and that's what Coach Streety has, and that's why he makes a difference in people's lives and coaches' lives today that are making a difference in kids' lives today because we have such a hope. This is why we're called, where's my thing? Very Bold. We're Very Bold Ministries, Very Bold Radio and Podcasts. The Apostle Paul wrote this. This is what we've alluded to all day is that great hope that we have. Uh, Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 3.12, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. <laughs>